Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today I'm here with my wonderful, wonderful client of two years. It was only our two-year anniversary the other day, wasn't it? Um, the incredible, incredible Charlotte. Uh, we are just here today to talk through her journey with Train of Anna, you know, the changes that have come for Charlotte, you know, seeing where you were when you first started to where we are now. Um, it's just amazing. And obviously, you know, we've become good friends from the from the journey as well, which is absolutely amazing. So yeah, here we are talking to Charlotte. Please introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do oh. in life? What What's your calling? Oh, so what a big <laughs> question. Um, right. Yes, yeah, so I'm Charlotte. I my calling oh it's changed through the whole journey this it has thing. what are you currently um, doing what's, what's what am I cu- currently I work um I'm like a, it's called a risk and resilience work basically I work with 11 to 24 year olds on like substance misuse problems like exploitation sort of abuse and all of the happy stuff and like criminal sort of side of things um within like London so yeah it's that's an very job it is really good. I do really enjoy it. Challenging every day and it's completely different every day, but it's really good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's such a such a nice whole nice wholesome job. Is that the right word? <laughs> I don't it's, mean. <laughs> I, it's fulfilling, I would say. It's yeah, fulfilling, fulfilling. That's the word. Challenging, fulfilling. Nice, wholesome, maybe not. Challenging, fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So obviously it's great to have you on the podcast today. Um, you know, I, I think really what we just want to help people understand is the journey that you've been through. Because I guess from a coaching perspective, I speak to a lot of women every day, whether they're in the team or not. And we have a couple of things in that, you know, people are scared to take a risk on themselves to to have a long longer term journey because yeah. they never see solutions in the things that they do at the minute. And that often mm-hmm. tends to be the sort of short term fixes. So from someone being in the team for now two years I guess it'd just be really good to paint a picture for people where you were before you joined the team if you remember such a long time ago I know it was a long time ago this is actually I was thinking about this just before I come on here actually like for a couple of days because you think about like the aesthetic thing right and when I obviously obviously my body's changed massively like it's completely different to where it was but then when even like the job question like every every single aspect of my life I don't think one part is exactly the same like not not any part at all so when I think of sort of where I was two years ago I I was a different person a a completely different person sort of job wise mentality wise um sort of body wise like even to where I live like do you know what I mean and 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 everything yeah and I think when when you think about everything that's changed, it's yeah, it's literally flipped on its head, but in such a in such a positive way because that's all stemmed from sort of that that first step, me feeling more comfortable, so me sort of changing aesthetically um, and being more comfortable with my own skin, then sort of gave me more confidence. So then it sort of in, enabled me to have the confidence to go. Actually, I don't want to do this for my job. I completely want to do something else. Um, so like moved from architecture to this and then I also have sort of the mental side of it which obviously that's always a wave anyway right once you're sort of have any kind of we all have mental health problems but when you have anything you sort of ride the wave and then now I live when I first started with you I lived in Crawley then I went back home and now I live in London and it's all just kind of completely and utterly different even to like now I'm I'm studying to be a PT do you know what I mean so it's kind of yeah the journey from day two years ago was completely different 
I'm just a different person. <laughs> it, it, it's incredible. If I if we go back to to that place then where you were before, so do you remember in terms of uh, like you know we could we could talk through different aspects of it. You know, mentality wise is is normally the biggest effect, right? So the the aesthetic mm-hmm. is normally the thing that leads us to make the change because we're like. Yeah. Physically, I feel unhappy. You know, I look in the mirror, I don't feel comfortable. I feel discomfort. I don't feel good enough. Um, but the mentality that then comes with that often, you know, it can be really challenging to then overcome. So if you think back to maybe maybe how you felt inside, you know, what what point had it got to for you to want to, to say, right, okay, enough is enough. I, I need to do something about this. But I want to take a different approach in terms of maybe things that you've done before. Where were you before? Um, I think, so I've been, obviously it was kind of, we'd had lockdown. I was, I was in the weird little influx of um, the world opening up again. Uh, so I'd been trying really hard. I knew, I knew that exercise makes me feel better. So I'd been trying that like through the, through the summer when we were all locked down. And, and but I, I knew I didn't feel comfortable in my skin. I remember doing burpees and I felt like, the only way I could describe it was like a beach well because obviously burpees make you feel like, utterly awful all the time um and I remember thinking hang on I'm I'm I always thought I ate healthy and that kind of stuff and then I remember just it being in my skin thinking I'm I'm working really hard exercise wise and now I'm, I'm why am I why do I not feel comfortable in my body I remember like my other half at the time sort of looking at me and you'd feel I'd feel really conscious and and sort of wrap up more you don't want to sort of be you know, and then to look at you because I felt really uncomfortable with my skin and I couldn't work out why I did because I was doing all, all the right things in my head, what I should do. Um, and I'd been in like a, before I'd been in like a really bad mental place. And then I think I'd never, I'd never got to the point where I felt really uncomfortable, like physically. And I think that was, that was the thing for me because I thought, oh, okay, my he- mental headspace is okay. But there's nothing really bad going on. So why is things not, why are things not okay for me? And I remember just when all my clothes got a bit tired and generally like that, that overwhelming feeling, I suppose it was of just not wanting anyone to look at you or just, and you know, all your family and friends say, oh, you look great. You look all of that jazz. But um, I just remember feeling just so uncomfortable in who I was because there was all these aspects that I wanted to sort of piece together and it's like they couldn't come together then nothing was sort of making sense it was like a big jumble um and then I remember I think I've followed you for ages and and I I know people that know you because obviously we're both from Ashford and then um yeah I suppose I was just like right now I need help because it's start the nutrition side of it and then all of everything else stems from that so yeah I just remember feeling really uncomfortable really sad and just I think I, I remember telling my housemate the other day actually I've got this massive obsession with like eating eating takeaway pizzas and that was the thing for me where I remember thinking hey I've never eaten this many takeaways so how, how why why am I doing this I think is that wallowing I've never sort of I'd never believed I'd had that attachment to kind of food and and my body before until that moment where I thought oh, okay stuff needs to really change now because Otherwise, I'm putting all of my effort into all the other aspects of my life, and it's it's not it's not making sense. Yeah, so, yeah, that... it's really good self awareness. To I think it's the self awareness that brings you then to the point of saying, okay, well, 
you know, these things aren't looping together and we don't realise how much of an impact exercising and looking after yourself has on the rest of your life. You know, I, I was only yeah. listening to a podcast this morning. They were saying some of the most successful people, you know, a lot of CEOs, a lot of entrepreneurs, the one foundation that they all have is exercise and taking care mm-hmm. of their bodies, you know, because it yeah. gives you it gives you that uh, demeanour that, you know, you, you feel good. You know, it's that feel good movement that feel good endorphins and that that confidence that mm-hmm. you looking after yourself gives you and, and it really stuck in my mind for a podcast I thought that's so powerful because that's that's that journey that you've been through and that the one missing piece was that you didn't feel confident in yourself and do mm-hmm. do you think that actually because you couldn't achieve that it made you doubt your own self-confidence and like can I do anything if I can't even do this yeah because I always I'm I've, I've always now obviously not but I always used to like put on you know my friends always say my family would say I used to put on this mask so to people I was I was great I was this whole different person and they'd think I was like so confident because I'd just go and chat to people and that kind of stuff but I think that to feel in it from yourself because that then that then stemmed like me wanting to like make the jump career-wise and believe in myself to do other stuff like I'd always wanted to like I have a yeah, everyone has a picture of their life right but I don't have a picture like I don't want to do this by the time I'm this age all of that jazz but there's things I know I want to achieve and I know I can but I was like I can't do them I don't know how to do them like I don't know I could never get a grasp on stuff I suppose and I think that's the the hardest part when you're not confident in yourself no matter how many people tell you oh you'd be really good at doing this you'd be, you'll be a all of that they can tell you as many times and until the cows come home whatever that saying is um (laughs) um, but you you just need to believe in yourself and that's the thing that grow has grown for me the most like you people can think you're confident and it's all well and good but when you actually see it or sort of come into fruition that's that's the big thing I think that's the, the huge change in me even like yeah like I don't think I've changed aesthetically properly for like a year but I mean I mean, I have, but it's kind of that I'm a different person, and that's the only way I can describe it. And and uh, yeah, and it's it's interesting. We'll come back to those different um, uh, different aspects that have changed you and, and the things that you have learned on the way. Just the lastly, going back to obviously where you were before. So what mm-hmm. what impact was that having on you on a daily basis? Where you did feel so uncomfortable, you know, where you did feel uncomfortable, you didn't feel that you had the confidence. You almost did, did you feel with the words be feeling stuck with that yeah and it was it was yeah it's just that I don't really know how to just yeah it's like you're in sludge so I suppose it is stuck like you're I remember just sort of when people look at you I don't know you just want to just hide from everything kind of thing and I think people probably don't realize about that about me so they're probably like oh why did you even start on this journey um but that's when you want to hide and you know that you know you don't want sort of anyone to look at you even like sort of within your intimate relationships you're just like no I don't I'm not comfortable in who I am and I think that I haven't felt that since back then actually because which is a massive thing (laughs) and it's it's crazy isn't it you don't you you don't realize that that in an in an aspect, it's it's us not looking after ourselves, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. us not, not taking care of number one. And num- number one, you know, it needs to be 
the, the impact of having looking after yourself then rubs off and has an impact on everything else in your life and I guess mm. we don't realize how much that has an impact on us socially as well like humans are social people we need to socialize it's so important like we need to have sex you know yeah. like it, those things are so key and valuable yeah. for us as humans so then when this starts to take over that sometimes you just you know I've been in that position before as well when I didn't realize that all of those things are taken over and that I lacked then confidence to do anything that I actually needed to do that would make me better Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree with that and I think that's the that's the hardest thing because you know even to the point am I I like am I doing my job right do they like me do you know what I mean you question yourself more don't you that self-doubt constantly challenging you saying now you can't do this you're not good enough to do that or they're, they're thinking this about you or whatever it is that that creeps in so much quicker because it's like this huge doors open because you don't feel confident in yourself therefore why are all these people going to feel confident in you so and that you just you doubt yourself a lot yeah, the danger of horrible us, the, feeling. yeah and the danger of assumption you know we get in a it becomes a habit to it and it becomes easier to negative negatively self-talk and bring yeah. ourselves down than it is to challenge ourselves to say actually no do you know what I think I can do this, you know, I, you know, do they think that I think, no, I know that I'm good at doing a good job. And it's crazy mm. how all these things are talking about relate down to the food you put in your mouth, the exercise you do on a daily basis yeah. and the movements that you start to change, um, which is so powerful. Like this, this is the, the biggest part that I, I hope that these podcasts help people realize is that this is the outcome. That's the, the first initial thing for you is like, like you said, is I wanted to lose body fat weight to be smaller but we didn't then realise mm. the outcome effect of, of actually doing that. So mm. I guess in, in terms of where you are now, maybe going back to, you know, telling us like where, what position you're in now, you mentioned a couple of times about obviously wearing, feeling like you had to wear a mask. Do yeah. you, how do you feel now compared to that person? You know, what sort of person do you feel like you feel now? I think the the, the mask has a tendency to want to creep in sometimes because that's what, like where I, where I see myself, that's who I, um no that's not where I see myself now but that's like you know I did that for like 30 years it's not going to just magically go away kind of thing um but I don't like now I'm just kind of I don't know I'm uh, unexplainably me all the time I don't I don't have to worry I don't yeah there's not points at which I think like, what are they thinking about me whatever most of the time I'm so like stuck in my own head like oh what am I doing today and that kind of stuff um and so that mask I slip back into it only sometimes if like I suppose you're you're you've got challenging situations because that's your go-to right so if if life kicks up a challenge and then I think oh hang on so you'll have that split second of wanting to face it like you normally would like put on your brave face I'm going to smile to everyone pretend everything's okay and everything's going to be great not ask for help, all of that jazz. And then you kind of catch yourself doing that, which which you, I wouldn't have done before. So kept, like you said, self-aware earlier, that self-awareness is, is is massive in sort of making sure that that mask isn't constantly put up because I can catch myself trying to do it. And then I go, no, 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 that's, we know that that's not healthy, Charlotte. So it's like, a, you know, I've got two little people in my head and they're, they're, they're sort of telling me, no, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, okay. So then the, the, the good one always wins because... I know I don't need to do that because I've quite clearly proven I don't need to for the last couple of years. So, and, and much more has come from me not doing it. So it's kind of, yeah, I, it's not, I, and it's not something I want to do now. Like I don't even recognise the sort of mask that I put on. That's just, and as well, it's kind of like, 
the marsh used to be this happy version of me this like smiley confident person and I'm I'm that anyway so why do I need to put on a mask when I already feel like I'm happy I'm confident and I'm I'm doing well so you've the mask gone, is kind of irrelevant you've gone from a place where it had to be an image because that wasn't truly how you felt to now being able to mm-hmm. actually feel like that person that you always wanted to feel like you know that you knew that yeah. you could. so so if we go back to the obviously the challenges you had there obviously you know all of this stems back to the fact that you know initially we wanted to, we had the great desire to lose body fat so in terms of you getting to where you were with your body fat do you think that you know did we have when when challenges arose was that sometimes when you had trouble with eating habits exercise habits where do you think that initially the weight gain came from what was the biggest challenge for you um now that you can look back and say okay compared to the position in now I see what I wasn't doing I think it's it's education for me like I always used to I went on like every diet possible and and I'd go in like waves of of weight fluctuation and whatever but I actually didn't understand food and that for me was the, the a huge thing because I was like hang on a minute <laughs> I would just I don't know I used to just sit there and like just smash an avocado just for lulls just because I was like this is really healthy so obviously I'm gonna have loads of you know I did I was vegan for six months I ate no sugar for six all of that jazz and you can of course you can lose weight but it's that sustainability and that's the that's the huge thing for me that's the literally changing life because having that education around food and what I'm putting in my mouth and how it's affecting then my exercise and my mood and my sleep and all of that jazz is the that that the biggest change I suppose because I now I've been doing it now for two years I haven't needed to go on some random little crash diet or so I know how to do it I can like educate other people do you know what I mean so and that kind of stuff it's kind of that's the crazy thing about it and I think that's the madness for me that we we don't get that education when we're in school like why would you not get told about the food that you're putting in your mouth it makes no sense absolutely like none yeah absolutely crazy and and the, the the crazy thing for us as coaches obviously you know I'm well I'm just in my 20s um you know Victoria's in mid-20s and so it's just like we're educating women that are over 50s how to eat how many calories are in food and the, the, the challenging thing is we come through these waves of generations of you know we, we notice the trends and women that are you know maybe 40 or 50 that think that carbohydrates are negative you know they don't understand mm-hmm. uh the concept of how many calories are in food and eating healthy is okay you know like you said there and then you know we we come from a generation that you know it, it was all about don't eat all week yeah. Uh, you know mm. and, and it's really hard because uh, you know it, and it's it makes it's made me so self-aware over the last couple of years of how much we do lack the education and actually how valuable working with someone to help them teach you how to eat whether you yeah. need whether you need to lose body fat or not is it's just so so valuable again same as you i wish that i knew more from a younger age yeah. i remember when i gained weight i thought oh, i don't even know why i've gained weight you know sometimes it and was that the same with you? You know, just didn't actually understand how you ended up gaining weight. Yeah, because I'd always sort of like done movement and I'd always like, so even like I was, what I would see myself as like an unhealthy person. I never yeah. pictured that. So I, when I would go in them waves, I'm like, what is going on? Like, why have I, why have I put on weight? So then I, you have like drastic measures. I mean, for my, for my sister's wedding, I literally cut out sugar, which meant like the whole of life was cut out. So I used to read the labels and like, 
any any kind of additional sugar in there. And then I got to the end of it, and then I'm obviously like, okay, well, now I do want to introduce some things, like I love chocolate, so sweet tooth. Me not having sugar wasn't really a thing. Um, and <laughs> yeah, then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> so then you're like, then you've gone back to like square one again. And I think, what's what's wrong? I think that's the thing I notice in, especially now working with young people, I want to be able to tell them stuff like that because I'm obviously working on them with their mental health and things like that. And I, without being preachy, you want to be like, guys, it's, you know, it's also what you're eating. And as many people can say it, but unless you kind of find that information or you've been given it, you don't pay any attention because right. why because do you, you just need don't to? Know. Yeah, you just, you yeah. just, you literally just don't know. And and that is, is, is the interesting thing is that, yes, you can lose weight doing different things. Like when you cut out carbs, all you do is cut out a food group, meaning you eat less food because you don't know what to eat because you've eaten carbs your whole life. Same with sugar, you know, mm-hmm. we eat sugar without even realising. So when you cut it out, we cut out food. We're cutting out. Yeah. We're just consuming. We're consuming less. So now the, the basis that you actually understand that you don't have to cut those things out. Like we have a rolling joint, don't we, that, you know, you have a cinnamon bun every week. And, you know, we yeah. always try and make sure that, you know, when when you were dieting, you know, the, the aspect of you, the fact that you were eating out mm. was really important. You know, it was really important for us to be able to teach that. What's been the biggest learning lesson around your nutrition, do you think, outside of that? You know, is there anything else that you think, like, this has been monumental to me to to be able to understand or be able to do? And also, that, that the fueling side of the nutrition as well. Like, because I have a tendency, if I, if I feel stressed or... Um, I'm busy or whatever I, I don't eat so I'm not the other I'm not an overeater I'm an undereater so that's the hardest thing for me because I don't want to obviously go and train so if I'm if I'm really busy with work or whatever and I've I haven't I haven't been focusing on my food because I'm just focusing on what I'm doing and then I obviously want to go and train I'm like oh shit I definitely can't I haven't got any energy to do this and that's the also that kind of the fueling around doing my workouts because then I feel strongly, especially sort of being in maintenance for a while. It's, I know how important it is to, and you, I, I mean, you have to still t- tell me every like every other week, come on, Charlotte, this is really important. And I'm like, that's still two years on. So I'm constantly learning because I know, I know what to do. I, I have my foundations there now, I suppose. Um, but it's you really feeling sort of how important nutrition is for your training. And if I want to push myself in certain areas, of course I'm gonna to have to eat properly. Like why would I why would you not? So yeah, yeah. that's a big thing. Incredible. Uh, what do you think's been the biggest uh like if we go down down the route of learning lessons? So obviously like you said, you were before you joined the team, you were already training. So you're already exercising, you know, you, you as far as you're where you're eating healthy, you know, mm-hmm. what's been the biggest change for you in that aspect of the exercise that you think has now impacted the way that you look, feel, and perform as well. Uh, obviously, you do doing weight weight training now rather than you know cardio queen because that's all I used to do. Like used to enjoy running and I'd do sort of boxing and then do hit workouts, but not really understand anything about weight training. Even within hit, you do an LN element of weight, um, but actually sort of feeling the how powerful you feel as well. That's what I think is the biggest thing about weight training. Obviously aesthetically it helps you amazing but that like especially as a female to sort of do weight training be able to you know push something heavy is like wow okay this is this is massive and I think that that shift in sort of knowing what's 
you can I can obviously still do the cardio on the side great <clears throat> I love running that's fine I love boxing I can still do all of that but being able to do the weight training at the same time so keeping yourself strong like physically in like mind as well and in and in your body but also it helps you sort of I don't know how to describe it but your 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 shape just changes you know what I mean you just grow places you probably do. yeah you start to you start to create the shape don't you and did you yeah. have before you joined the team so do you think that you had a big gap in knowledge within your training you know what what, have you, what have you learned the most from, from working with me with your training um so that, that well, we're sending like form videos and stuff to you every well, the time especially rarely on like every week that education as well because I'd, I'd never had like a proper pt either so i had never known how to do exercises properly or where I should be feeling where I should be feeling it or the impact it has then on you know like even to the point where if I'm doing a, a heavy leg session for like a couple of days afterwards you're you weigh a little bit more because you push really heavy that sort of stuff that that like blew know. my mind yeah. yeah I wouldn't have known that sort of stuff and 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 it's kind of then holding and wanting to then learn more than drove me to sort of want to take that sidestep to to teach myself even more because it was so interesting. Just the impact it sort of, you showed me how it had on my body, but also like, yeah, just understanding exercise. That's, that's a big thing as well as the food, right? Because we don't, we don't get taught that at schools either. We don't get, we don't know how to do stuff like properly you can just and the risk of injury stuff like that is is mad if you actually don't know how to it's do stuff. A, it's a whole bible of knowledge right yeah. <laughs> do you think exactly. um do you think that your the lack of knowledge the lack of confidence you had in yourself held you back from actually doing going into the gym was it something that you always like you know a lot of people are like, oh, I could never go into the gym you know I could never do that but often that comes from a lack of fear because we have a lack of knowledge and confidence were you one of those people like did you did you honestly and genuinely do the exercise that you did because you loved it or is it because it was what you felt comfortable doing um there's a kind of a mixture of that for me um because I remember I always used to think so I wasn't a member of a gym because I was like I hate gyms like I don't understand them I don't want to just go and run on a machine I ate all of that jazz. I didn't even contemplate going into the weight section at all. And I do classes and I was like, I don't really like people. So I don't want to, I don't want to be in a class of loads of people. So now I'm good. To <laughs> and so I used to hate this, the concept of gyms because I just used to think it was like gym bros and that was it. Then I like boyfriends would go in there and they'd do all their thing. And I'd go, nah, that's not for me. And I, so I used to sort of flip it on his head and do lots of my exercise and outside because then in my head as well, it's that, the mental side of stuff being outside as your exercise is also really important and then so I, it was a combo of both because I do love I do love sort of the running and bits but I like it now I know I like it as well as so I didn't have I didn't I didn't even it's not that I didn't have confidence to go into the gym and do weights because I didn't know how to do it so do you I think that was the I thing that held you back then do you think it was the yeah, thing that made you feel like you hated it, but actually it was the fact that you lacked clarity, confidence, understanding yeah. of what to actually do in the gym? Yeah, because I just used to see the gym as like, I could go for a run in the gym, but I'm going to go on a machine that's staring at a window. Why, why would I do that? That makes yeah. no sense. So it was kind of, yeah, not understanding 
what the gym was really what what you could get from it like and how to even use any of the machines and i wouldn't then go and ask ask one of the people that worked there because, I, because I wouldn't even know what i'm asking for yeah yeah it's it's that you I, I wouldn't even know like what to say to them how do i use this machine here i don't even know what muscle group it goes to you know what i mean yeah and, and the total lack of crazy. clarity yeah and it's it isn't it isn't it just and then all then you now realize it's like okay the fear of you then thinking how would i ask someone what the machine is because you're making the assumption they would be like oh she's no she doesn't know what she's doing look at her yeah and and again they become the assumptions that we make when actually you know as a personal trainer i mean i don't know if all personal trainers like i did i would love it when people would ask me and i would if i had a half an hour free i would love to go and help someone i used to spend a lot of my time just helping people train if they wanted to Mm -hmm. because actually seeing someone put their confidence like understanding how scary it is you know I hope that most personal trainers have that mentality. I know that a lot of them do. You know, most people that work on a gym floor, it's a very social job. You know, it's a very mm. accepting of different personalities. So, you know, it, it is so interesting to hear that actually, you know, we end up holding ourselves back from something that could be so monumentally impactful from your life, going to the gym. And we tell ourselves we hate it. But actually, when we look under the covers, it's because... We have no idea what to do. I was the same. Yeah. I, remember, I remember my ex was like, go to, the, go to the gym, go to the gym. And um, I was like, oh, no, I can't. I was like, gym's not for me. I'm not, I'm not, I don't go to, I don't exercise. You know, that, that was just a thing. And as soon as I had a personal trainer for a couple of sessions, I was like, I fucking love the gym. Because I understood, <laughs> I understood what it was. You know, yeah. now, now you have that confidence. Mm. What, what, what effect has this, you know, what effect has this had on your life? So aesthetically, we've lost body fat. Mm-hmm. we've maintained it for over a year which has been phenomenal mm-hmm. with with lots of life events going on you know lots and lots of life events going on so we've obviously had a massive journey we've learned to like we said understand food understand training how to to then learn to keep that do you think that there was anything that you realized when you were learning how to maintain then how do I word that correctly because like you said you dieted before so you've done all of that before, you've lost the weight before, yeah. but like you said, you gained it back. What was different this time? What was different that, that you learned and how to learn to maintain it? What was different that we did to what you did before? Well, having you there was like monumental to it because, I mean, I wouldn't be with you still after two years if I didn't think that. Obviously, I'm not like holding on for dear life, like, this other not beat me. But I'm more like having that accountability that, that someone... I suppose to have confidence in you and you don't have confidence in yourself. That's really monumental at the beginning because you, you, I've trusted you and you still, you're probably still a bit unsure whether it's going to, is it going to pan out? Is it going to be like all the other times I've done it? Am I literally yeah. going to put my money into a drain? All of that jazz. But yeah. then you, you soon realize that's not the case. So having that person, which even at the beginning, I remember thinking when I had my check-ins, I thought, if, if especially if some if a day went wrong, I still have it now sometimes. But I'm like, don't want to listen to my check-in because <laughs> I might get told off. And and then I catch myself. I'm like, no, Charlotte, that's not how this works. It's that accountability, but in such a in a such a way where there's there's kindness, compassion, that, that, you know, just being a human, right? That how you should be to other humans. That's the the huge thing. So that's how you know. In terms of like sort of me being able to maintain and and what you guys do is well I'm constantly learning but I'm also you're constantly teaching me to be sort of compassionate to myself and that 
life is going to happen. All of these things will come up like it's never going to be a smooth ride, right? So when they, when these things come up and I have a little, I might have a little wobble, just being able to sort of turn to you or turn to the group or whoever it might be, that's that's huge in sort of because that won't go away then. So when I even when I when I leave you, that's not gonna. I still will sort of do that, but I know how to do it for myself as well to hold myself accountable a little bit more because you you have the education around it and you have that confidence in yourself to then hold yourself. Do you think that I don't when, know you, when, question. when you were it's okay <laughs> when you were trying to learn to you know when you were trying you were dieting before you lost the weight and you wanted to keep it off. Do you think that you had any understanding of how to actually keep it off? No, no way. No way. I would just think, hope that going back to normal eating would be okay because I've shrunk, right? So then I can eat normally again. Yeah. But then no, that doesn't that doesn't work because even just going from like uh, weight loss to maintenance, knowing that you that has to be gradual, I would never have done that before. That stuff like that. That's and even just going from maintaining to if I chose, if I said to you, okay, I want to lose some body fat again. I know I can't just just click my fingers and just stop eating. It doesn't doesn't work like that. So yeah. I think, yeah, that is massive as well. Yeah, you understand that, and and that's sometimes well, that is the biggest gap in knowledge. You know, that's what we see a lot of women doing is that okay. A lot of people have the fucking grit and resilience to lose a bit of weight, right? You know, mm. one, if you need to lose weight, that take you four or five months. You most people have got the grit and resilience to it. Yeah. Most people understand the concept: eat less, move more. Um, but what ninety percent of women don't understand yet is that okay you can't just go back to living the life that, that you did before you know we have to we have to start to think and live like the person that we want to be we can't just expect to live in a totally different new body and mindset and be this healthy fit person that goes to the gym every day has that discipline looks great has abs but doesn't fucking live the lifestyle of that person you know wants to eat yeah. pizza every night and can't be asked to do their steps in the rain so what effect has that journey now had on the life that you live now you know how do you live live differently and I think, I guess the thing for me is like, it's, do you now do that thoughtlessly? Yeah, I don't, it's not even a thing anymore. Like, I just, yeah, okay, sometimes you'll have a, especially if it's raining outside, that like, oh my God, like everyone, even no matter how successful you are within the fitness industry, you still have that motivational side sometimes where you've got to go, come on, I just got to get it done. But it's that, that change in mindset. Whereas I would, that's not even a thing now I just generally move more gym is factored into my weekly just my my love my life it's not even a routine it's like it's, it's your life right so it's completely and utterly changed it's not I don't have to think about it now it just happens how is it yeah. how has this had an effect on your life outside of those habits as well so obviously now you're in a position where those things are automatic so going to the gym doing your steps is, is habit picking the foods that you do is habit and it's, it's lifestyle mm-hmm. how has this had your journey with me uh, and us how has that had an impact on other areas of your life you know that self-confidence anything else your career yeah but it is com- yeah it's completely different um so just that that self-confidence then lead led me to sort of changing my careers knowing I could because I'd always sort of done some some volunteering before, but knowing that I actually didn't enjoy architecture anymore. That wasn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't finding love from it. And and that's when I first started with you, that's what I was doing. So I was learning to learning the education around food, exercise, movement, self-confidence, self-esteem, however it 
there's so many things that you sort of encompass but then I sort of had that confidence to go okay actually I don't want this out of my life because I don't want to just sort of do do something mundane every day just to just a tick box because I wasn't then doing that in my in my my social life like doing things like getting getting more self-confidence going to the gym and eating properly all of that every aspect of that side of my life was going really well so then I'm what just ticking box and living my mundane life just day to day just because no that doesn't fit right so then then that had to flip on its head so then I would have the the confidence to kind of do something I really love because I'm important so I should do something every day that I really love doing right so that's the I think is the huge thing because then then even to the point with like my relationships with my family because I was probably less groggy and all of that is is completely different because I'm to, to you know even to the sort of the friend way my friends look at me I remember first of all starting with you and thinking I'm oh, a friend again I think why is she doing this like yeah because you're you're thinking what everyone else is thinking because obviously I'm I'm telepathic um and I remember thinking that and then actually now they come to me and are like Charlotte can you help me do this and I think oh my god this is my blowing <laughs> so before they would never they would never do that they'd probably just thought what is she doing she's doing this again so yeah every every aspect of my life and my like mental headspace just knowing to take time for me as well stuff like that I never I never did before I'd put everyone first so I'd never never put, invest any time into me that was a starting with you I invested into myself and that was just the start of it yeah and it, it's so powerful to, to hear that and it's it's incredible you know like obviously I've, I've watched you go through these journeys but you know in in similar to most of us you know even, I can even talk for myself is that exercise and looking after my body changed my life it changed my mm-hmm. life I would not have this business where I am now if, if we didn't you know I wouldn't be helping other women change their lives if I didn't take that chance to do it on myself and I, I think it's so incredible to watch you to go through that and to understand that you know that that self-confidence has made you understand that you are worth it you don't have to settle for anything you know anything is possible mm-hmm. and it's everything is worth taking a risk on which is amazing mm-hmm. if you could just give someone a, a, a short bit of advice about if they were in the same place that you were before you started your journey if you could give someone some advice that you know is is maybe thinking about it they know that they need to make a change but they're absolutely petrified which most people are you know like you said mm-hmm. am i going to throw my money down the drain is this even going to work for me? Can I even do it? You know, do you have any words of advice to those people that are in that place now? Yeah, it's, it's trust in yourself and trust in you guys. So I think, you know, it's knowing that, yeah, you, you, you can tell someone you're worthy all the time. I have to do that. But to believe that, this life change is is a life change. This isn't just going to be, you're not just uncomfortable in your skin and, and want to lose a bit of weight, which that might draw you to in the first place. But when you sort of actually listen and think about it, there's it's sort of knowing that you're worth it and you're, you just trust in the fact that you've then decided to do that. And I think you've got to remember your why all the time. Why have you came to why have you come to you Anna for example what why have I done that I've obviously done it for a reason and I've got to remember that and I've got to remember that I am worthy of sort of investing that time and space into myself and even money whatever it is but yeah I think just to sort of do it and and believe that you are worthy of doing it because quite clearly what you're doing at the minute isn't making you happy 
And so why would we not all strive for happiness in our life? That we it's, it's like the fundamental of life, right? So I think that's the biggest thing to sort of just go for it and sort of trust in why you've been brought here and trust the people around you because you'll be held. I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you know, I, I always think to myself, I'm like, oh, I'm like, do I should I do that today? Like, do I want to? And I'm like, do you want to get to the end of the day, the week, the year, your life, saying what if? Should I have just gone for that run? Should I have just put myself into that? Should I have just tried? And I think, like, like you just said there, you know, incredibly inspiring that you know, just taking the chance on yourself and understanding that you can do it, but you've got to put yourself in a vulnerable place to do so, haven't you? Mm. Vulnerability is. I know, and that's the that's a scary thing. And I can t- uh, talk to you know all of my clients until the cows come home, telling them. But if I was to also sit here and and be in the same position I was two years ago, and say I got to this job without having all of that jizz, right? If I was in the same position now as to what I was two years ago, but doing the job I am, art would be it would be like you doing it, and then you know going home and doing the complete opposite. You're so inauthentic because you're you're not you're not true to yourself you're not doing what you should be doing so I think that that um that's the biggest thing as well you when you get that self-confidence in yourself you're able to sort of be truly you and then everything spirals off of that because it all kind of makes sense and fits in like a puzzle and you're like oh okay yeah people can sense natural passion can't they yeah and that that vulnerability humans hate it and british people hate it we hate talking we hate it 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 was it was it was interesting actually um you know again i'm a podcast queen i love listening to to different people talking and they were were saying that how you know in in society nowadays we're seen as being vulnerable by you know posting something on social media you know Mm -hmm. that that's seen as vulnerability we're not actually you know taking true vulnerability is that taking that dedication risk on ourselves and being open mm-hmm. and honest in a conversation to someone, you know, so yeah. like we work together, you know, it takes you being vulnerable, open and honest to my face, speaking to mm-hmm. me to then allow us to then support you and help you. You know, that's the most important thing is like, whoever you are, don't be scared to naturally be vulnerable to the people that are right in front of you. You know, that, yeah. that and takes if you, you strength. And if you like, if, if for example, I'm coming into my, it wouldn't have lasted very long, but, if if you start if I started my journey with you and then every week I'm you know pretending I'm tracking like that it's all well and good and I'm I'm telling you something else I'm not being completely open with you then you know, we would have stopped working together after like a really quick time because it wouldn't have fit and there that's when people in that whatever diet is or however it is they would have just stopped doing it because they're actually lying to themselves as well as everyone around them so it's that it's super like being vulnerable that. yourself yeah because then then you can make the change otherwise you're just lying to yourself and constantly going into a loop and that's work. that's i was going to end our conversation but i'm not going to just offer the basis of this because it's so <laughs> it's so interesting it's that you, you how hard did you find it to be honest with yourself because i i know from previous um you know i stand in those shoes in previous years of like I don't know why I'm, my weight's not going down. I don't know why those things aren't happening for me. When actually, you know, like you said there, we, we can be in natural denial for ourselves. Yeah. How hard was it for you to be that honest with yourself and that vulnerable to us? Yeah, that was difficult. I don't, I'm not a, I say I'm not a talker. I, I was going through counselling and stuff. That's all well and good. I can do that side of stuff and be vulnerable and know that I have to do that. But then 
on the flip side, then having this kind of, I never put the two and two together, I suppose, as much. So then, I don't know, just knowing I could be, it's that asking for help in it. Like, it's a really scary That's thing. So knowing, it's horrible. So knowing I could then come to, to you and be like, <laughs> shit at the fan this week. That, to say to myself, one, I have to acknowledge that it has. And two, I'm going to then have to tell you. So then it's scary because I instantly think there's going to be judgment coming the other way because that's that's how we work as humans. So then me thinking that's going to happen then would stop, normally would have stopped me to say anything. And then you just go in that cycle of just denying it all the time. But that's then what you've sort of, t- I think the way you coach as well and having them sort of weekly check-ins, you're able to, ease it out of you even if at first someone doesn't want to be you're you're gonna see do you know what I mean you're gonna see from like your pictures your whatever it is like there's a whole picture here so I can sit and tell you words as much as I want but actually there's you can see quite visibly that one thing is not happening so then you're eke out of you not like in a scary way but it's like a okay so let's think about this kind of what's going on yeah and then then you'll want to admit it to yourself because you'll realize Otherwise, you are throwing your money in the drain. So what's the point if you're and not going to be honest? It's a really hard place to be in in about that vulnerability because we don't want to accept that that word. People are so scared of failing that they won't even try something. But mm-hmm. living in a life of of comfort and you know never setting goals that like you know setting goals that feel unachievable, doing things that you don't know that you'll succeed at, like that takes true vulnerability and strength. You know, mm-hmm. if we constantly live, if every time something scares us, we jump back into this comfort zone we're never ever going to progress forward the only way that you can do it is literally stepping outside of that circle being fully vulnerable and accepting that you may and will always fail at things but it's mm-hmm. the bounce back you know what do we take from that do we say okay well i failed so what's the point or do we say okay well that's not gone very well i'm gonna stick my hand up and ask someone for help so that i can then move forward because together you know as a team we can always help each other move forward like whoever we are you know it's the the, the power of actually communicating with people is, is unbelievable it's huge yeah definitely <laughs> i agree <laughs> amazing well i feel like we'll, we'll leave the podcast there on, on a really good end uh it's, it's been yeah. an amazing conversation is there anything else that you wanted to close with by saying before we go <gasps> what well, what a big thing to ask no just honestly every just people I just want I want generally not even just I just want people to sort of believe in themselves everyone is worth it and you know even to the point of whoever you think you are and that you're never going to be able to do you it'll be fine you're going to have the you are worthy of sort of living a life that you want to live and that's, I think, is a big thing. And that's a really difficult thing for people to grasp. They they put themselves in this box and you don't need to be in that box. You can be whoever you want to be, right? Yeah. You just got to have the staples of life to help you along the way and the people surrounded by the people that you want to be surrounded by. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today. And it's been absolutely thank amazing. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And we will speak to you all soon. All right.